Get Real with Lisa Crown Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've got a, a gorgeous one in the hot seat at that. Uh, oh, my buddy's here to join us. We're talking a life and business coach certified through many good, big, well to do um, uh, companies. So, congratulations to you on that. It's amazing. And she's the escrow coach for FNF. I mean, what can I say? She is. Today I have with me is Miss Stephanie Beck. Thank you so much, Steph, for joining me in the hot seat. Been in this industry for a long time, my friend. You're touching lives all over the country. I've done some great stuff, some great work with you through um, the past years, and I have loved every minute of it. I love that when we do stuff together, I'm learning from you too. Um, so thank you. Thank you for sharing your brilliance with the world. And I'm excited to have you in the hot seat so I could pick your brain. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. I, I actually have to say, um, when you asked me to come on here, I I had actually put on my vision board about two years ago to be asked to talk on Lisa Crown's podcast. No I haven't told you that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my so, God. I like I had the chills and tears. I'm yeah. Crazy. I don't. And, and the best thing about it is I didn't know why. Like, I didn't know why that came to me as something that would feel like something that I really wanted to do or, or be part of my, my vision. And so, um, you know, in, in the theme of mindset, it's just an example of how powerful when we hear things come in that we want to do or that look intriguing to us, if we just go with it and don't question it. Yeah. Don't go. We hadn't even done anything together. Right. Like it was just this. Right. Thing swooping in I I listen to your podcast I actually um have your podcast on the list of all the recommendations that I send out to people that I coach um and I was like oh it would be cool to be asked to come on that someday and so um I figured I would would save that for the episode (laughs) share that with me I'm so glad you shared that and I'm glad that you shared the piece of like, didn't know why, but like kept it on and went with it. I think that's so important too, because why do we have to have the entire definition and explanation and make all the I's dotted and T's crossed to make all the sense in the world? Why can't we just go with something? And the fact that you went with it, like here you are, right? Um, Organically. Yeah, organically. And I also think too, it's like, you know, when we just go with it and we don't, I always recommend to people don't tell everybody what your dreams and your visions are because then you don't have to worry about if it sounds crazy or it's silly or it's (laughs) weird, right? Like potentially it could have been a little odd that I was like, I randomly want to be asked to go on this podcast and I have no (laughs) idea why, but it was like, but just keeping that kind of to myself and my little board that I look at every day, doesn't matter if it's silly or outlandish or anything. Because it's just, it's between me and, you know, my higher power and what I'm doing. That's right. And look at all the stuff just coming together. (laughs) It's just coming together. You know, I just, I love that so much. I love that so, so, so much. And thank you for the recommendations and listening and being here today. You know, it's, it's an honor. And I have literally watched you just you know, like, I, I mean, it's the perfect word for me. It's just sharing your brilliance with um, the escrow folks in, in this, in our company and you are changing lives. And that 
um, that's a big, that's a big task. And that's a big uh, result to be able to do that. And I'm just, I'm proud of you. And I love learning from you. I love learning from you. And so that's mm -hmm. why I wanted you here is like, I want to learn more, you know, and, um, you know, it's funny, I, I always keep my podcast around 30 minutes or less. And I say that to everybody who comes on, like, it's just because if they're too long, people aren't going to listen. But sure. secretly, mm -hmm. I want to have a five hour podcast with you. And I really think people <laughs> Hey, so right. <laughs> oh my god I just love listening to you so I just want to say I, yes mindset is a bit of my topic today you're you're fantastic at the mindset piece you know you know as a coach like where do you see people's mindset today in the winter months in the survival mode where where's everybody's mindset at that you're working with right now no um I, it, you know, if I'm being perfectly honest, it's a little bit of a rough ride right now for everybody. Um, you know, I kind of ended last week going, "Woo, okay, holding a lot of space here for a lot of really big feelings, big perspectives. Um, I think that we... Um, what I'm seeing the most is a lot of concern around ne uh, around negativity around people. So a lot of well, what do what do I do? Everyone around me is being negative, or these particular people are being negative. And I think the other piece that I see most commonly right now is um, in people's mindset is I'm learning that I'm not. I've lost some of my confidence. I've lost my confidence in talking to clients. I've lost my, right, like put me behind the desk. I can do the tasks all day long, but I'm learning that I've lost my confidence in talking to the clients. Um, the phone feels like it weighs 5,000 pounds to pick it up. Um, I would say those are the two things. And I think that they kind of go together. You know, when you're inundated with negativity around you, um, it makes it really hard to kind of pull your bootstraps up and keep going and feel really good and confident about what you're doing when um, when it can feel like, right? When our perspective is, is that everyone around us is, you know, doom and gloom. I also don't believe that everyone is doom and gloom. I think that um, what I've been saying to people is how much time are you spending thinking about how negative the people around you are? How much energy do you put there? Ooh, how I much time that. do you put there? I like that perspective or question for people's to soak right. that in for a second. That's that's good stuff, Steph. Seriously, a lot. I'm going to say a lot. It is consuming minds, conversations, energy, and focus right now is what others are doing. And truly, I don't know why it took me so late in life, late in my life to even figure this piece out, but like, good God, you can't control these people. Honestly, I just, you cannot. And once you get that clicked, you get to stay into your lane, focus in on what you want, shoot for your finish line, shoot for your direction, focus on your vision board, focus on your stuff. They will figure it out. We cannot save everybody. Or and they won't. Having boundaries on that. Ooh. Yeah, they'll figure it out or they won't. Or they won't. And that is their business. It is everybody's own individual business. As in, I don't mean business business, but I mean like, it's not my business if Nancy is being negative. 
It's just not my business. It's not my problem. It's not my issue. I'm only responsible for Stephanie. Right. And so my response to everybody that I'm coaching around, what do I do about this person? What do I do? I'm like, you mind your own business. And A, mind your own business. And B, pay really close attention to how you're showing up. Because that's the only thing that we can control at the end of the day. Right. That's it. I love that. Because I do think it's important that in the sales and the escrow side that we are, we have the same same tap on, touch on that, right? We tap on the same theory about that because it's hitting operations like wildfire. It's just the truth. I don't want to blow smoke. It's all industries. It's all part of the real estate. It's in the real estate offices, the lending offices. It's TCs, owners, escrow. It's, it's all the facets. They're all feeling it. And I love that we together can say, hey, because when we tell sales that and escrow that, then they tell that to agents, lenders, and it starts to spread, which I love. So let me ask you this. What are some tactical things someone can actually do to improve their mindset? Uh, notice the key word, friends, their mindset. Right, right. Um, I have a couple bare minimums, okay, um, that I personally adopted myself and that changed my life and so i recommend everybody else do it um it's just what has worked for me i don't and then what from what i can tell and the people that i have led and coached it works for them aka if they actually do it <laughs> not just write it down and take the advice in but not do it so right. step one is I do a bare minimum 10 minutes a day of personal development, no matter what. Plugging in to my ears. I'm not going to sit down and read for 10. That's not, that does not, it's not my world. I plug it into my ears. I either listen to it on my walk. I listen to it when I'm driving in the car. Um, sometimes I will stop midday and go, hey, you need to get your positive personal development. And I will stop for 10 minutes and plug it in. Um, if I forget and it's midnight and I haven't done it yet, I do it. So it's 10 minutes a day, no matter what. I'm like, I'm part of the no matter what club when it comes to my personal development. Um, that can be anything from podcasts to audiobooks to um, anything that helps get me regrounded and remind me. I can't tell you why it works because I don't know. I just know that it works. Like, I don't know why it works. Um, second is, is I'm really, really protective, um, over my exercise. Um, it's something that I do. I don't necessarily do seven days a week, but I have a five day a week minimum. And sometimes that's a 30 minute walk. And sometimes it's an hour and a half hot yoga class. It just depends, um, on what I really listen to myself and what I need and, a lot of people might be like, okay, well, great. What the heck does that have to do with mindset? And it literally has everything to do with it. Everything. Totally. Oh my God. Those are like my two tactical things. And they aren't about escrow and they aren't about business, mm -hmm. but they're all about this. You know, you and I had this beautiful conversation once about people asking like, you know, how can I get to the place that you're at, meaning like grounded and confident and, and, and 
there is no book. There is no specific thing. It's just really being open to doing the work. And to me, part of doing the work each day is something to get my mind right. It's like a vitamin for my brain, the personal mm -hmm. development, right? And then I do the movement, which is like a, a vitamin and help for my body. Um, so that just stay right. I think I always tell people like, think about how you feel after you go take a brisk walk. You feel really good. You feel different. Like your energy changes. And imagine if we're doing something like that to get our energy to shift each day. It's, it really, um, it's huge. It is it's huge. huge. I love that. It's a great reminder for the people who are on this podcast right now going, I need to shift my mindset. I need to shift my mindset. And they're waiting for the answer out of a fortune cookie or a, or, you know, an airplane's yeah. flying by with the note. The truth is what it is, what if it is as simple as these outside things that lean in to the inside things? I think it's such a, a cool thing that you said that I couldn't live without my meditation. I couldn't live without movement. It's a big part of who I am. That releasing of the endorphins in itself is like a total flush. So thank you for that. That's that's a powerful reminder. Yeah, you know, you're so welcome. You know, it's like when you read about some of them, I'm a big person of like the success leaves clues, right? And so when I think about some of the most successful people in the world, I look at what their habits are. Both of those things are part of their habits. And so when I see that example, I go, okay, well, maybe they're on to something, right? Like they seem to be um, living life in a way that's attractive to me, right? Or something they have what I would aspire to have. What are they doing to get there? I think so many times it's really easy to admire people or see people doing things in a certain way. You're like, how do they do it? And they're like, well, I do this, this, and this. And then we will literally do everything else except for this, this, and this because of know whatever reasons internal dialogue narrative that spirit we're scared whatever so um 10 minutes a day personal development 10 minutes a day of movement it's really that's 20 minutes it's less than an episode on netflix to change your life love you know um i have kind of asked around you know to the salespeople and, and have said to them, you know, what advice do you need right now? What, what What's loud and what advice do you need? And one was that on the mindset and how do I get my mind right? So thank you. Check, check. And the other one was how do I get my escrow officer to do more things with me and be less negative? How do I get them more active and less negative? It's like my first gut is like, they're behind the scenes for a reason, right? They, they're not a salesperson. So stop asking them to meet you face-to-face. -face. Some EOs do and high five to you guys, because I know, you know, you're doing the behind the scene things and trying to sell behind your desk. So yay. But there are some that aren't willing to do the action and are negative together. What advice do you have for the reps that are dealing with that? I really like this question um, because I think it's super important. And I think that it is one of the main challenges going on right and um, I think that my my number one thing I would say is I would ask the sales rep, have you really given it straight to your escrows? I mean, sat down and said, okay, I want to have a conversation with you. And 
this is gonna, this already feels uncomfortable for me to have this conversation. I'm a big fan of just calling stuff what it is and right out the gate in the conversation, this is really uncomfortable. I get this is gonna be uncomfortable, but I think it's really, really powerful and important for our relationship and our business moving forward. The experience that I'm having, right? I don't put it on them. I don't call them negative. I say the experience I'm having is, is that you have you're having a negative perspective of what I'm trying to bring to you and aren't super interested in getting out into the field with me. Am I off on it? And a lot of times then what will come next is somebody will ask for a specific example. So if you're gonna go have this conversation, have a specific example or two, right? Of like, well, you know this particular time, because I think what happens is, is we're not willing to have these conversations. And then what that does is it turns into a big resentment inside of us, meaning for sales or escrow, right? And then we start to like nurture the resentment and water it and feed it and give it fertilizer and let it grow really big versus, can I just sit down and give it to you straight? I'm really having this experience that you're in a negative place. And I want to know how I can help, right? Like always coming from a place of service is really huge too. Um, and the reason I think this is the most powerful thing that can happen is A, a lot of times the escrow officer doesn't know. They truly don't know. They don't know that that, that is the experience they have. Two, that simple conversation of calling someone, I don't want to, not just calling them out, but kind of calling them out, but in a kind way, can change somebody's entire life. Like that's how powerful an honest conversation can be. Um, 13, 14 years ago, somebody sat down and had this conversation with me. And I was on the side of, it evokes emotion for me actually. Um, that's how powerful it was. They sat down and they said, hey, um, you're so amazing at your job. We love having you. The way that you talk to your colleagues is just not working. So I'm just putting it out here. We're out there for the world to know. <laughs> like, Wouldn't even tell you what, guess like, that in a million trillion years. I'll tell you what, that one conversation changed my entire life an entire trajectory of everything that I do. That's not who I am today. But it's because somebody had the kahunas to have sit down and talk to me and tell me the truth. Tell them the truth. Sit your escrow officer down, get out of this office, get into a neutral space and sit down and say, hey, here's what I'm experiencing. Here's what I'm noticing. What's going on? How can I help? And nine times out of 10, it's something that isn't work-related or it is work-related and they're able to talk it through. And whenever we talk something out loud, there's less power involved and we get to actually get the solution and it creates almost more of a gel. The other, on the other side of conflict is such this beautiful level of connection um, with our colleagues if we're willing to have those hard conversations. And I will say this as a challenge to all the listeners, most people are not willing to have those conversations. They're and not. I know that a lot of your listeners are not most people. Mm, no. They aren't. So most people aren't willing to do it because it's too uncomfortable. 
One of my questions actually for you was how can a team better communicate for real, right? Because they say communication, communication, which becomes a vague piece of advice. But I like how you said, first of all, it's a neutral place. Get out of the office, neutral place and space to get in front of somebody and get them their favorite coffee drink, you know, and dessert. Throw some sugar in there. Behind that, getting out of getting into a neutral space, you know, I remember that was something I learned years and years ago, um, even just about uh, uh, love, romantic relationships. Hey, and yeah. You have to have a hard conversation. Maybe you don't sit in the living room and do it. Maybe you take a walk and get into a neutral space. Or, yes. you know, um, maybe that's why therapy rooms, you know, things like that. And so I, that question about communication for real is that's the answer. You have, in order to have good communication, you have to actually communicate. And I think that a lot of people think that they communicate and they don't because they but only will talk about the good stuff. I like it in the real space too. Like just being real. You don't have to be mean to be real. I think there's a confusion and there has been for many years that like realness means being a bitch. It does. Right. Not oh my God. It creates such deep connection. You guys, you should try it. And it's not looking at someone and going, you're being an asshole. You get to just communicate on a real level of like how you're really feeling. Like, do that check-in. Am I really getting everything out that I want to do and say? Um, you know, I, for those who don't know that are listening today, so I asked Stephanie to teach a class with me to do a coaching course on a dual, um, bring in sales and escrow and managers and assistants and all kinds of people. And I did it for a reason. I like them to hear two different coach perspectives and I like bringing in sales and escrow to be coached together, which is a real powerful thing. And in our class, a lot of topics are coming up. I mean, Stephanie and I, just so everyone's clear, we have mindset topics for probably the next eight years today. And the class started last week. No exaggeration. Eight years. And I, going. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe it, which is like, wow. So thank you to our students because yes. in their own right, they're coaching us back, you know, to things to stretch oh, us and tap into. Here's some things that have come up like literally flipping five pages of people, right? Because everybody has sent a questionnaire. Here's over flipping five people. This is what came up. Help me stay positive. How can I reset my mindset? I'm defeated and I'm scared. So I just want us to kind of sort through this and give me your thoughts on someone saying, help me stay positive. You say something in the positivity space that is so cool. It taught me. So tell them the whole positivity thing that you say. Well, which thing? <laughs> that what was it about the the toxicity uh the fate what go there yes okay good my favorite okay so i am a really really firm believer in really knowing the difference between true positivity and then what's called out in the field toxic positivity right so and i don't even love that phrase but here's the deal you want to write want to write this down here's the deal um not everything in life is rainbows butterflies amazing everything's great everything's fine we're good all the time it's just not right like that's not life. um actually life would be really boring if that yep. was the case there would be no growth because we would never have anything to overcome it would just be a really boring world so we it's not a it, it's no secret we're going through a we're in a challenging market 
Um, we're doing lots of pivoting all the time right now. We are having our escrow teams that are all of a sudden trying to learn how to put on their marketing hat and, and chip in in that department and get out from behind the desk. And that's really scary and new. We have sales that are like, hey, where can I help out? Can I take a signing for you? We have everybody kind of all hands on deck um, and, and kind of 10xing everything we're doing right now to build. And what comes with that is challenges, things that aren't always positive. True positivity is being really grounded in acceptance when challenges come up, right? So it doesn't mean that you think everything's positive and wonderful all the time. It just means that you're willing to face what comes up head on from a place of what can I do? Where are we at? What have we not done yet? Versus the fixed mindset, which is this will never work. This is never going to work. I don't know what I'm doing. They don't like me. And so there's a big difference between um, true positivity and then positivity, which is just like, oh, just get, everything's fine. Just get over it. That's not real. And guess what? It's not authentic. And you will never be able to gain trust with those that you work with right. if you're just like, Oh, everything's great. We're good. Everything's fine. When we're literally going, but the roof is falling down around us right now. The roof is falling, but you're saying everything's fine. The trust is immediately broken. But instead we could go, okay, the roof is falling. Okay. All hands on deck. What can we do? We're going to duck under the desk and what are we going to do next? Right. That's positivity. It's having a positive perspective in times of trial, in times of challenge. Big difference. Yes. And I'll be the first to admit, Lisa, when people come at me with the positivity of just like, oh, everything's great when the sky is falling or the roof is falling, I immediately, it's just a turnoff to me. Like, I'm just immediately like, that's not my people. I want the real, like, yeah, this is tough, but we're going to dig in and we're going to work it out. Yes. And if you're, if someone goes, but I want to be in that headspace, but I'm not in that headspace yet. Yes. That honesty is the first stepping stone into the positivity, just being real and honest. That's why like on our calls, we're saying dump into the chat, like where your challenges are right now with, you know, um, the, your business or with calling or videos or whatever. It's like the honesty is the first unlock to get into that real positivity space. I never looked at it from that perspective, but I had a word and I couldn't think of it. That's why I loved it so much when you said real positivity and toxic positivity. It's like, careful about that because that is really becoming so out of touch that people can't connect and they lack trust. And I appreciate you saying that. Right. And I love that, the connect. You're right. That's where it is. It 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 um, it puts up a, a, a something in the way of the connection right? Even more so than trust. You can't connect when there's, when that's going on. It just doesn't work. Um, you, you said a nugget earlier that I need people to write this down. It was like, Oh, I wanted to interrupt you, but I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I wanted to interrupt you because it was so good. You were saying life would be so boring if it was so perfect and everything was just rainbows and this and that, because growth comes from the things that we have to overcome. And that, I love how you put that together. It's like through these challenges in the market, through um, doing a video that's not so perfect, through teaching a class that's 
a base hit, not a home run, like through losing a client, all these things help us to learn it from a different perspective. We get to overcome that experience and the lessons is where the growth is. It's just, I, you said that so good. I'm like, and guys, I hope you wrote that down. a lot of people will say, okay, that's where the growth is, but why the growth? Like, why do we need to be growing all the time? And I have spent a lot of time thinking about the answer. Like, why do we, why do we need to be growing? I believe that every time we grow through some type of challenge or adversity, it gets us closer to our purpose. And so life is kind of this journey of getting us to our purpose, professionally, personally, all the way around, right? I, I believe we all have a purpose and we all have, that's why we all have our own gifts and our own things we're great at and our own challenges to grow through and our own stories and journeys. And so when we're faced with the challenges professionally, and then we overcome the challenge by, by going through a really big growth period, it then gets us closer to our purpose of what we're supposed to be doing. Whatever that is, I can't answer that for people that we only have, we kind of are the only ones that really know what those things are. But um, but in order to get there, we need this, we need the challenges. We need the I'm and and some people don't like it probably when I would say this, but um, I'm going to unapologetically, unapologetically say it. And that is, um, I believe that this diversity and, and difficult market that we're going through, the people that survive it are just going to soar when it's over. They are just going to soar because if we can get through this and learn and grow. Think about all the escrow officers that are learning all this sales stuff and how to pick up the phone and do all these things that they've really never had to do too much, or at least not in the very recently. And all the sales reps that are out there going, okay, I'm learning how to, you know, I'm, I'm back to dropping off checks and I'm over here doing a signing and I'm showing up and I'm, I'm in the office more and I'm doing all these things. Like imagine if we like just double down 10x everything and practice, practice, practice. It is a deciding factor for the, the success of the of your future career. I believe that wholeheartedly. I agree with you so much on that. You have that so spot on. Um, and that's something to strive for, right? Some people are looking for a why in this. It's like, why? Because I want to be the ones that are on the other, when this thing flips, when it flips, it's going to be golden. You've seen it golden. We've seen it totally. outrageously yeah. killer markets. And by the way, watch what you guys wish for, right? Do you remember they were wishing for like, anyone just stop, there's too many escrows. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. I mean, guys, hello. But you're right. It's like, it's in a way it's its own little resetting mindsets all over and discovering purposes and drive and why, and all that great stuff. I think a lot of people don't understand their purpose yet. Kind of fun. Oh. Get discovery mode on it. Learn about it. I mean, this is its own podcast, but I'm just telling you that that was a big word, right? Adults, we get big words too, that we get to learn and uh, finding your purpose is something to be in um, in a discovery mode for for sure. I want to I want to you you said this word earlier, and I was like, oh, note to self, 
I love when we talk about confidence. I honestly think confidence could be its own podcast, to be honest with you. I actually did a podcast about confidence and it was its own podcast, but I'm saying you and I together. I mean, it's such a big thing. I think it's important, especially now more than ever. Um, you know, what, is there anything that you want to add on that? Cause I'm, I'm saving the best for last. You're going to be sharing with us today. Your seven, like these, these, the seven, like essential, what are you calling it? Give them a little teaser. They're the seven, seven standards of the escrow experience. Oh, okay. Oh, such a home run. And the fact that it came to you at midnight makes it even better. I can't wait for you to do that. We're going to do that next, but I just want to go out with a bang on this whole confidence front. Why? Because there's people listening that are super confident. There's people listening that are lacking in confidence or people are listening that were once confident and now not so much. And all the way around, I think everyone in the real estate arena can use a little injection of some confidence right now. So let's, let's see what yeah. you got. Um, confidence, hands down, I believe to be the most important thing that you could be focused on if you are going, my mindset isn't working. Yep. Right. And drop, mic drop. My drop. mindset is off. This is off. This is off. Confidence is where you begin. Now, then a lot of people go, okay, great. I hear that. But what do I do? Because I don't know how to build my confidence or rebuild it or right? There's a lot of people listening that are very confident. I don't personally believe that you can ever be too confident. I think even if you're like, yeah, confidence isn't probably my number one thing. Um, I can say that for myself personally, right? At this point in my life, I would say confidence is probably not one of the main factors that I need to focus on, but I'm always in maintenance mode, man. I'm always in maintenance mode around confidence because it controls everything. Mm -hmm. So um, number one thing is keeping a promise to yourself. Okay. So if you put a time block on your calendar today, today of all days, you put a time block on your calendar that says, I'm going to spend 30 minutes calling 10 prospects. I don't know if that's an accurate time frame, but okay. Do it. Do it. That's what I mean by keeping a promise to yourself. Okay. If you say this weekend, dang it, I'm cleaning that shed out. It's driving me crazy. Do it. Or at least find a way to get it done in small chunks. Maybe you can't do the whole shed today, but maybe you could do one shelf. And maybe you set up, I do one shelf every weekend for the, the next five weekends. And you keep that promise to yourself. I promise you, I would I, I bet the farm on, okay? I don't have a farm, but you know what, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I would bet the farm on the fact that if you start practicing and being really aware of keeping promises to yourself, meaning being your word to you, the same way that you keep promises to everyone around you, by the way, see, we'll break a promise to ourselves like that, but everyone around us, we're showing up, we're doing the thing. So I want you to start to pretend like you're your biggest target customer. You're your biggest client. You keep all those promises to yourself. You will suddenly start to go, wow, I'm, pull, I'm, I'm holding my shoulders up a little bit higher. I feel a little bit more confident. I feel like the phone only weighs 4,000 pounds now instead of five. And it's a slow progression. The second piece is, is really putting yourself to the challenge. Meaning when small challenges come up, take them, take them. 
If your if your sales rep comes to you and says, "Hey, will you go with me to this marketing event tomorrow night?" I know it's kind of last minute, but there's going to be some of our big targets there. Do you think you can come? And inside, you're going, "Oh, that's terrifying. I don't want to do it. I don't feel good in my body. I don't have anything to wear. Do it. Do it anyway. Go." Every time you do one of those little things, you're simultaneously doing the things challenging yourself and you're slowly building your confidence. And then the flip side to that is, is every time you don't keep a promise to yourself, you're slowly chipping away at your confidence. So I take it real seriously each day. I'm like, am I chipping? Was today a confidence building day or was today a confidence lowering? Right. And there's going to be both. And that's okay. We're all human, but really chipping away or not chipping away at your company each day instead of stacking the building on it. And you guys, it's simple little things. I'm going to clean my desk off today. Right. That's a, so for me personally, that's a real thing. It's a promise for myself today. It's been a busy couple of weeks. I've got some things stacking up. I don't like it. I feel my best self. So that's a promise I keep to myself. Even if it's midnight tonight, it's happening. Because I get to then rest my head at night going, I kept my promises to myself. Huge, huge. So huge. Confidence. I love how you say it's like the thing. You know, I think everybody wants to know the thing stuff. That's it. It's the thing. And even the most confident people go through challenges and hiccups and, you know, learning and all, you know, all that stuff. Like, don't think because somebody is confident that they're perfect. I don't want to confuse the two because they're absolutely not. In fact, confident people are in a constant state of learning and evolving and they want to stumble because they learn from the stumble. Yeah. So I love that. I always say the more you can practice, 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 all these well, things. Well, and it ties connectly with the mindset, right? So the two things I said about mindset, 10 minutes of personal development day, at least five minutes or at least five days a week of some kind of movement for a minimum yeah. of 10 minutes. Those two things, what are both of those doing when you commit and you actually do them? You're keeping promises to yourself. So you can see how putting those two things into your Love. day builds your confidence because you're doing what you said you would do for you. It's huge. I, it's so huge. It is so huge. Thank you. Cause I, I just love your perspective on it. And every, do you know, every time we talk, it's brought up in our conversation somehow. So I just always want them to hear how you chip away at it. And it's so, so important. So I won't make them wait any longer. Um, the seven standards, we did this presentation last year or this year, 2023, um, earlier on in the year. And it was, it's just a complete home run. Here's what my ask of you audience, get a paper to pen. I want you to write these down. If you are in title and escrow, I want you to pin this up in your operation. I think when you have a sales meeting, you guys should be reading these out loud and then conduct your meeting. These are created and developed and written out by Miss Stephanie Beck. Stephanie, the mic is yours. All right. I was getting ready to present with Lisa. Um, and Sam for uh, Samuel Reichel, <clears throat> excuse me, some months back and about midnight, I just, I was missing that one piece to my presentation and about midnight I flew up and I was like, I got it. And these came to me. And I believe these seven standards for both sales and escrow, if you adopt these standards, and when I say the word standard, I mean standard, meaning we don't, we only do this. It's a standard. It's how we operate. It's where the bar is set. Exactly. Um, if you do these seven things, you will create a customer experience that is undeniable. The way to be the most successful and own the market, own the market share is being undeniable in what you do. 
Not to be confused with never making mistakes, but being undeniable. It's a no-brainer. Of course we use them. They're the best. They're the best in the county. They're the best in the state. They're the best in the country. Number one is we choose to deliver a five-star experience every day. Every day, not just on the easy days, but every day. When the days when our hair's on fire, we still choose to deliver a five-star experience. Number two, we pick up the phone at all transaction milestones. All transaction milestones. Typically, there's going to be anywhere from five to six of those. So we pick up the phone. Number three. We answer our phone when it rings or return calls in a timely manner. Train your team to take calls too. This is the lost art. So answering the phone, I believe, I, I looked at a bunch of research and um, unfortunately getting our escrow teams on the phone can feel like something that can be hard to do sometimes. So really committing to that or returning those calls in a really timely manner. We can't always get the phone every second. Um, number four, over communicate. Lack of and miscommunication are the number one reported issues in a real estate transaction. Lack of and miscommunication are the number one issues in a real estate transaction. That's great news, y'all. That's great news. Yes. That's great news. We can fix that. Um, number five, we do a three-part opening and a three-part closing on every phone call. Good afternoon. My name is Stephanie. Or excuse me, let me start over. Good afternoon. Thank you for calling Fidelity National Title. My name is Stephanie. How can I help you? Every single time. And then when we close, thank you so much, Bill. Is there anything else I can assist you with today? Always jotting that first name down real quick when you answer the phone. You will be shocked at the people, the power of you saying their name when you close the call. Whoa, right? I know it's like sales 101, but for escrow, it's kind of a foreign thing for us. And it's huge and it has a lot of weight. Um, number six, we own all our mistakes as a team. We own our mistakes as a team humbly apologize and come with solutions to offer. It is okay to make a mistake. It is okay to make a mistake and own it, even if you weren't the one that did it. And it's okay to offer solutions and say, hey, guess what? I completely made a mistake on this. I'm gonna get it taken for care of you immediately. That is huge. People don't expect no mistakes. People expect ownership of mistakes and getting right into solution, okay? And then number seven, this is huge and this is big and this is really loud right now. Dressing a step above your clientele every day. Notice I didn't say dress for success. Dressing a step above your clientele. If this requires a suit, suit up. The utmost professionalism daily. So we are committed to the utmost professionalism daily. Um, I used to have a rule for myself. I would never... Um, I never wanted a customer to come in dressed more professionally than I was. So when I say it requires a suit, suit up, right? If you know you have that agent that comes in every day and they're in a suit, that's just what they wear, that's their uniform, then we're suiting up that day. Um, these seven standards, I believe, um, change the game for us. You know, I, I mentioned earlier on this podcast, um, mo what most people will and won't do. And FNF, right? If you're FNF listening to this, 
Um, or if you're just somebody that's out there excelling in the world, right? Then most likely you're not most people. And so we have to learn the ways that we can kind of level up, step up. And I think that this, whether you work in title and escrow or you work, you own a restaurant or any business, these seven standards work across the board. It's just like radical ownership um, and, and creating that undeniable customer experience. So I hope you guys use them. Oh, I love it so much. It's so good. You know why it's so good? Because it's time. It's time that we reassess what our standards are and our belief system and our vision and the operation is. It's been years or months or never to some people. And when I heard you say that, I was like, good God, when I was a rep, there wasn't standards pinned up where I know I'm meeting or exceeding what my operation wants and desires from me as an employee. When I listened to that, it gave me the chills. When I listened to that, I wanted to call everybody I know and say, do you have your standards pinned up in your operation? Oh, you don't? Here. Oh, you do from 1983? Here, right? <laughs> you haven't talked about it in your meetings. You haven't connected on this page. You guys have to understand if we don't know what it's wanted and expected. So managers and leaders listening to this, branch managers, if we don't know what people want, what 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 if we don't let them know what we want from them or what our operations expectations are, our company expectations are, how are people supposed to really perform at a level that would make you go, yes, operation, yes. And when I heard that, all the feels, all the feels. Here's what I would do. Here's what people already did, just so you know, because the surveys monkey went out and they went berserk. And hence yeah. why Stephanie and I are teaching a mindset membership <laughs> class. You're part of the FNTG family and you need a little bit of like, you know, a reset or an uptick or really working intently on your mindset. Please join our course. Um, but I will tell you that this came loud in the survey monkey where people said, I pinned it up in a picture frame and we bring it up at our sales meetings you should read it every time you should read it every time stephanie thank you thank you for sharing that creating that your answers today sharing your brilliance with us thank you for working on our escrow staff across the nation you're making an impact we appreciate you and all of your hard work and your time and energy and holding space for not only you know, our employees, but for their clientele too, for the rest of the coaching staff and management, you are appreciated and loved and adored. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Bye.